So next on the You Ain't Heard Nothing Yet podcast, we have a multi-instrumentalist, singer and composer, self-described as a tormented bedroom producer. He writes in his man does house in Derry and brings together thoughtful lyrics and a catalogue of songs to cultivate a collection uh, of fantastic pieces for the listener. No two songs are the same. Everybody, it is Kid Apollo, a.k.a. Rory. My friend, how are you? Not too bad. How are you doing? Uh, getting on. It's very, very warm. It's very warm. It's very warm. Muggy, I think the kids I, would say. Yeah, I've now actually to started to perversely sweat. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself? I'm getting on well. Hey, I'm just still writing away, um, doing my tormented bedroom producing, working away, and uh, I got some got some things cooking up. Happy days, happy days. Well, look, we jump straight in. I suppose just sort of tell us who you are, where you're from, and uh, what do you do with yourself. I'm from Derry, been here 24 years. Uh, I just, I'm, as you said, I can't really say any better than the lovely description you gave. Uh, tormented bedroom producer, songwriter, uh, musician, and I do like a bit of freelance writing as my main job while I'm working on the music. Fair play, fair play. And like, how did you get into music? Like, was your family musical? Um, you know, was it a school play? Did uh, Santa bring you a guitar? What was the crack? Well, uh, I, my family's always been musical. I've always loved listening to music. But in terms of like playing, I actually didn't properly learn to play the guitar till I was like 21. I'm 24 now. I didn't pick it up till I was like 21. There's like a keyboard in my house and stuff. And I was like dabble and stuff. But whenever it got hard, I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> and I was just kind of gave up. But like, I always love music and stuff. And then I kind of got the stage um late teens early 20s where i was like no i really love this music stuff i'm just gonna have to persevere you know play the instrument here yeah. and um yeah i've kind of been writing songs on and off for a while and then i kind of just i don't know just some, something took i just took it and then posted them played them with family and stuff and they were like these are good and not in like the patronizing way they're like these are actually <laughs> that's great and i was like fantastic so i think i was in like some bands and doing stuff before but i started Kid Apollo, like my solo act at the start of 2020, which everyone would know was probably probably the worst time for you to start a <laughs> musical endeavor, any sort of endeavor of any kind. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just been steadily sort of working on it through through lockdown. And you say about being an avid music fan before you even took up the instrument too. Was it like who sort of influenced you musically growing up or even more recently? Oh, like I hate to be most people just like, oh, I like a bit of everything, but like there's like so much, but like um my dad used to play like um no other big bands of seventies like you know uh who Fleetwood Mac and stuff like Super Trump and then stuff from my mum like Elo and Kate Bush and like there's just there's so much mm. and then as I grew up grew up got in the teens got my first iPod Thursday night today good times and then I've kind of just started cultivating my own weird musical taste but uh I think the main ones that always stuck out is like uh. David Boy, so much to get into there. Um, Gorillas and basically anything like Damon Albarn does because I was just on the radio so much when I was a kid and I just loved like I loved the cartoons first and then I got older and I was like these songs are really good. And did you watch them if you remember me asking at Glastonbury at the weekend? I didn't. I didn't even get to see it because I didn't like this isn't. I didn't even know it was on. Yeah, yeah. And then my, then. my dad said to me apparently there was like issues with like the streaming or something. Don't yeah. talk to me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> dramatic time, me half wind and screaming at the TV an hour and a half. Why is this not working? You know? <laughs> oh, did you get wind up just just for that? 
Of course it did. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nah, well, luckily, whenever the word was still functioning, I got got to see them. I think once, twice, once I think down in Dublin and uh, Malhai Castle in 2019. But um, yeah, that's he's been a big influence. Who else? Um, just lots of lots of different stuff. Like one day it's gonna I'll be listening to ABBA, then the next is like Vampire Weekend. It's just whatever is just like you know melodic driven stuff that just sounds like it sounds like its own thing. It doesn't sound like anything else. Is generally generally what I gravitate to. Trendy, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, sorry, shoes. Go ahead. I just I hear a lot of Tame Impala as well at times in a, in your in your work as well. You know, I hear that sort of sound and, and the Gorillas and, and David Album and are in Auburn as well. Yeah. Yeah, Tame Impala definitely. Like there's there's a song I did on my, my first EP and sleep tight and at the end of it I did these vocals that were like reverb and stuff and it like it, I accidentally sounded exactly like Kevin Parker Tim and I was like I'm not trying to it's just how my voice sounded through that effect but not just definitely not good. Like, <laughs> I just I love you no know, he does like everything himself yeah. and I'm just like that's that's amazing definitely so sometimes I keep getting compared to like 80s bands and 80s songs it's probably because he takes from that and I take from him but a lot of people who listen to my music Especially like my older relatives would be like, "Oh, it sounds like that '80s band." I'm just like, "Never heard of them, but that's <laughs> probably the influences in there somewhere." Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then I suppose as maybe the the unification of all that. What would you describe your sound as to somebody who maybe never heard Kid Apollo before? Like, what is Kid Apollo? Uh, Kid Apollo is just. Uh... I don't know because this is it's one of those answers where you don't want to sound like so pretentious like I'm just sort of like this mixture of like everything <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm not like anything you've ever heard before but no I'm I'm like things people have heard before but it's just put it this way it's like mix of indie synth kind of just bright sort of melodic stuff it's got like a pop sensibility to it but it's I don't know catchy catchy is probably the best word I'm so bad at summarizing things <laughs> <laughs> It's good. It's very, very, a lot of very easy listening stuff, do you know what I mean? And also mm. things that are a little bit deeper as well, do you know what I mean? Without getting yeah. too, you know, mm. too much or too deep almost. As above. And I think from listening to myself, I think that idea of being hard to define it is probably one of the big strengths I think of yourself, at least from what I listened to, was the it is all very different, but there is like a sort of unifying identity through it. But we'll, we'll chat about all of that, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and before, before we get into asking about, you know, each uh, particular track or different tracks that we enjoyed, uh, where did the name come from? Like, were you into space? Or are you into like NASA and Apollo 13 and such things? Or what's the track there? Thing, uh, yeah, well, the kid part was just because I thought it sounded cool because everyone's, like most artists have like a kid something or this, that. You yeah. know, I just wanted something like flashy. Okay. And Apollo was... I kind of rolled off the tongue first, but then when I looked it up, I was like, oh yeah, Apollo was like, they use that for space, they use it for like, you know, uh, it was a Greek mythology, Apollo was like, nice. god of like music and all stuff and art, and then they use it for, it's like everything in America, use it. I think it's like a type of shoe in America, I don't know, but like, I just thought it was, that was pretty memorable, I thought it, it's a word that seems to come up a lot, but I just, I took it and I was like, yeah, Apollo, yeah, it sounds, it sounds good. Okay. There's also a comic book character, Sean. Is it called Kid Apollo? There is. There is. There is. You see, you see, you see, Sean. (laughs) Sean loves comics and Jack the Dotson. I mean, I mean, you know, there is. That's right. Because I I Googled it before I went ahead just to make sure there was no one else at the time that had it. Hmm. And uh, I came up things like, is it DC? character is it yeah, yeah i saw it and i was like one, so i think you would have been iron <laughs> i just i was like don't sue me <laughs> fair play man fair play but no good name good name and you're right very very true it is it is catchy 
But look, you started to release music and correct me if I'm wrong, this was obviously when lockdown um, kicked in. Has quarantine sort of altered the production, you know, of, of the music itself or has it given you freedom to write or has it been like a little bit constraining or, you know, how's it been for you? It's, um, it's hard to say because like I was always writing anyway all the time, but then I suppose naturally if you're in the house a lot and I do it all in my house and my room anyway, so I had just, you know, you have a lot of time to just um, do more than you normally would because you can't go out, you can't do anything, you can't see anyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it def- I think in the first EP, definitely, I wrote it during the first lockdown. That's depressing when I thought there's only going to be one lockdown. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that was around this time last year. And I suppose it kind of was influenced a bit by like um lockdown and stuff like one of the songs it was just kind of like the lurch where the clocks have stopped and i was like oh that's that's spooky because i didn't realize that was gonna be was gonna happen yeah it just it probably does influence the way you write i probably don't really notice it because probably just subconscious but i'd never usually have any days where i'm like oh i hate this because like get to make music in my room (laughs) and do you think from like a sort of free time perspective um because you have You've released quite a bit maybe since that sort of first lockdown started around March time last year. Do you think you've got more out as a result of um, lockdown or was that always sort of the plan to release the EP and then there's a few singles? I think I got a bit, a bit more. I mean, it's, it's hard to say because we'll never know, but I suppose I think I did get a bit more out of it. Um, I was kind of just doing like, it was like a single once a month and then at the end of October last year, I put out an EP and then that sort of like exhausted me for a while and, and then I just left it, but then I've been just writing more and more because we're in like lockdown number 300 i don't know what it is now but it's just <laughs> yeah it's, but i've just been um i suppose definitely i probably have actually yeah i've been probably getting more out because of the lockdown even though i hate them otherwise they're good for stuff like that oh yeah, yeah for a play for a play and has it been a has it been like a, a a form of therapy do you know what i mean like how's the head been you know over lockdown we all obviously I mean, if some if you weren't a little bit affected by the whole fucking COVID thing, you're superhuman. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> has it been a, a good therapy uh, technique for yourself? I think it has. I think like sometimes you notice like your brain getting a bit like cloudy, or you're just sort of like your head is like, what the hell's going on? Or you get a bit stressed by stuff. Um, it definitely helps me anyway, like to just lose myself, open up logic, and just like play around, play the guitar, learn things, and. Um, when you're making stuff, my head kind of just goes into this different space, this different mindset. So, it um, yeah, it, it definitely helps. It's, it's just like it helps us lose escape for a while. Yeah, okay. definitely does help. Yeah, without a doubt. What do you get up to yourself outside of your music? Um, hobbies? What keeps you busy? Um, I not too exciting. I like going to the gym because I'm not really like a, a sporty person but I just hate sitting on my arse all day I, I literally can't do it yeah. so like I just like getting out like running or go to the gym and meet up with my friends and do that or just like going out um I do a bit of what well, I used to do before all the lockdowns did a bit of photography as well because oh. like um where I'm in Derry it's like on the just on the border of Donegal and Donegal has uh, so many beautiful mm. beautiful sites and um that helped too and that kind of like just influences the music the way times I'm just like out like taking photos and I just get like like a melody in my head I'm like oh shit better put that in the voice memo <laughs> I write that down and it's just it really like I get so many ideas when I'm out just outside like I actually think of more things outside than I do like in mm. in here in my bedroom studio writing things down so um yeah just getting out getting active meeting up with friends mundane stuff but like it keeps 
keeps the head clear. Without a doubt, man. Without a shot of a doubt. Um, so to get stuck into the tracks that, you know, it, you know, it all sort of kicked off with Twilight Town. You know, anyone's first piece of music is... Um, obviously going to be like very personal to them. Was there a particular place involved in this? Because I like the wee video that, that you know, accompanied it as well. So like, I mean, you know, was 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 the Twilight Town, was it an ode to like lockdown thing? Or was it, you know, in Derry where you're from on the border? Or what's the crack there? This is where it's kind of weird because the first like um, three or four, maybe five songs I put out, like I wasn't like sure exactly um, what, what I was doing, like say, promoting wise marketing wise I was just like making songs and I think I had this mental idea in my head at one point I was going to put it like during a lockdown like one a week and then I'll put an album and I thought no it's fucking ridiculous what are you doing it's, it's, <laughs> no one knows who you are it's too much work you're going to go mad stop it so I got to like um, I think I got to like one called likes and then I kind of just shifted a different way but the thing about Twilight Time I'd probably do it differently now that wasn't um, it kind of leads into the, the second song Tundra yeah and yeah. basically what was weird, Twilight, the, the video is kind of like um, shots of like it's around Derry and it's like all locked down, it's all closed up. Yes. When I made that, that none of that happened. So when I called the song Twilight Town, none of that happened. So then whenever I was filming, I was like, okay, it's a bit eerie, but like I'll just film you know, the stuff around it because it matches it because it's kind of like fucking dance happening and everything's at a standstill. Oh and um, yeah, it was just one of those things where it sort of just happened by coincidence, but I just thought, fucking, I'll, I'll, I'll put it out anyway. Yeah. Um then that's kind of led into the, the Tundra thing too. I filmed those literally like a couple of weeks before the first lockdown. And then that's why everything after that is just done in my bedroom. Every video after that's in my bedroom because there's just <laughs> nothing I could have done. But that's that's where that came from. Yeah, because the Tundra, like by definition, means isolation or, you know, that sort of um, that vast frozen plains, you know. Um, yeah. So again, is that in connection? I suppose going from Twilight Town into Tundra, and then that is all maybe sort of influenced that the or the lockdown, I suppose, have sort of influenced that, and maybe that sense of it, you know, maybe loneliness, perhaps. Yeah, well, it definitely. I think releasing them during the time it did give them like that extra meaning. But what was weird about it is that those first few songs I made them all like before the whole lockdown. It was just like my imagination. So, yeah. But I was just, I was just getting really creative, and then. I, Whenever all I had, I was like, oh, people are going to think like I was writing this about the lockdown, but it didn't even. They were just sort of before it. But yeah, it's, it definitely gives that impression. It lends itself to it very well. Without a doubt, man. Without a shadow of doubt. And then another track that I think we both enjoyed was Hit and Run. Mm. As it sort of as says, something that sort of runs through a lot of your music is that there is, you sort of seem to like, you like experimenting and sort of mixing it up in terms of like genres and styles. And this definitely felt like a departure from the stuff that you put out before. Yeah, I suppose on and specifically in relation to that track, was that an intentional shift? And more generally, is that variety something you try to bring to your various releases, or is it just just sort of the way you approach your music, and it is going to end up that sort of varied? Um, I think no matter what, I do. I always like I would love trying new stuff. I love variety. I don't like doing the same thing. But as you said, there's always like sort of these um, motifs or like things that appear in a lot of my songs that just kind of like are me I just do it naturally but um hit and run I did I remember setting out to just make this sort of I don't know what you call it it's kind of got like that bass line and that kind of like I don't know not to say hip hop but it's like that kind of bouncy kind of beat sort of yeah and uh yeah I just want I just wanted to make some popping just repeats a lot of vials in the chorus and I just wanted to make it like sort of you know um the lyrics have like a bit of a jab to them but I just wanted to make it kind of fun and poppy yeah 
and some of them was all, like sort of catchy and very easy listening, I suppose. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And then likes again, another tune that you had um was a song that I think I read somewhere that you said was birthed in your brain quite a few years ago, over three years ago, if I'm correct. Um, and it's like it must be a pretty special tune to you know hold on to that, hold on to something you've created for so long before you release it to the world. And was that a was that a thing of like almost like it was a, a you're like baby, you know what I mean? And you're like, fuck, you know, people may not like this, or was it a <laughs> of oh, you know, I want to try and continually make it better? Yes, to the to the baby thing because I kind of that happens to like everything I make because there's always a thing where you work on it for so long it becomes personal and then that's fine and you're going to put it in your like, shit other people's going to hear it and you just feel like really exposed and stuff but um but likes it's like i think I, for, I forgot about it for a while i just worked on it on and off and i found this really horrible old demo of it on my computer like these midi keyboards and just tar- terrible laptop laptop vocals i recorded it through my laptop like no mic it was just terrible okay. like it was yeah. i didn't know anything about like producing at all yeah but um it's just sort of it's one of those ones that definitely benefited from um, sort of cooking over time I'd say and to be, if I did it now I'd probably even change it even more now but yeah I really I did really like that one I had a lot of people saying they, they really liked that one um, it stands out kind of from the earlier tracks but the song itself specifically likes I mean is that is you know does I mean the title of it completely brings anybody's head when you read it straight on to the social media the you know the people you know craving these 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 likes craving um, appreciation and validation from yeah. you know people who have never actually even fucking met before that, <laughs> you know what i mean and we all do it you know what i mean like yes. people refresh their pages you know when when we post a podcast i'm like you know at the end of the day i'm like fuck i wonder if anybody else liked it or viewed it or whatever it is and like i'm sure artists like yourself do that with something that you create whether that be a song or or um you know poetry or writing or whatever um is that where that came from Hundred percent. That's what it was. It's it's kind of on the nose, but I just thought, fuck it, don't want to be subtle about it. But it just came from, um, you know, it was at the time of years. So I just dropped out of uni because that didn't work, and then I was kind of just like sitting just every day. You know, when you wake up and you're just like on your phone for like such an, a huge amount of time, and uh, the first line of the song is "woke up with my brain off." And that's that's literally how it feels. I was just like, oh, my head's just. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Just scroll and liking, and then you put up something, and it's just about it's about the lengths of things people did. Because no, um, those YouTubers are like, what was it? It was like Logan Paul. We all know the Logan Paul fiasco. What you know what happened there? Like, yeah. And uh, I just thought it's insane the lengths people will go to and like the boundaries they cross just so people will view their stuff and like their stuff. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I just thought it. That's why the end of the chorus goes like, um, it doesn't even matter now. Like, know what you've made because if they do something so terrible and it gets outrage and attention at the time, but then like ten years later, everyone's like, nah, I, I, they just forget about you. And I just think the message of the song is, is it worth yeah. you know, to care that much? Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair play, fair play. No, no. Very good. To just sort of um, follow up on what you mentioned there about the older version of the song and production and stuff. Obviously. As the self-proclaimed tormented bedroom producer, yeah, you sort of you do it all yourself, so to speak. But yeah. what I think is really cool is that all your tracks seem like totally professionally, really clean and seamlessly produced. Is that like had you been doing it as a hobby beforehand, or is this is it just maybe just of a natural gift for it? Yeah. Or... Oh well, well, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, I always uh, no every time it's funny because every time I listen to them, like I've an EP, like I've done that, and I'm listening, to it, I'm just like. 
that shit that could be better and then i have people literally tell that sounds really good and i literally just don't believe them so i'm like i'm thanking you but at the same time i just literally don't believe you but like i think it's just something i've I kind of learned. I think it's just from listening to like a lot of different types of music when I was growing up. You kind of, I just like, I usually pay attention to the music and the sounds more than the lyrics and songs. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just absorb that. But in answer to your question about how I've done it before, but that's why about three, four years ago, I didn't even know like what EQ meant. I didn't know any of the actual basic stuff. I was just like going and fiddling about and, you know, just trying different stuff. And I think the early ones, like Twilight Town and stuff that to me they sound really rough but in a way it's good because I always have to release them and then hear them when they're out to know all right that could be better that's not good and that's the only way I sort of learn and grow so I suppose that's maybe how they might sound good now is because I'm just constantly just building on it and learning from it yeah I'm constantly pouring over it and, and understanding what ways you could tweak and make things you know you know sound more aesthetically pleasing I suppose yeah or, or that's it I suppose. Yeah, because when you're you're doing it, when you're working on it, when as you know yourself, if you're doing something or if you're editing or whatever, you, it's hard to separate yourself and see it properly when you're in it, when you're doing it. And it's only when it's done and you get that sort of rush of, a rush of, of shit, people are going to see this. <laughs> then you finally hear it or see it for how it actually is. Because, yeah, I definitely even think in in uh, the more recent singles, like the, the Hanging by Thread one, that like there's a lot kind of going on at certain parts of that track but it totally feels like really sort of freshly managed and produced you know so yeah yeah i want to ask about your um your ep mm-hmm. uh the first track on it, the lead track on it the lights turn red firstly are you a fan of the pet shop boys because i hear the pet shop boys on that track you know i i know some pet shop boys but you know the main influence was depeche mode which isn't a world the way like it's very it's close to it but that's Okay. sort of what that was but de- definitely the 80s i know exactly where you're coming from <laughs> yeah. that 80s some sound i was like yes let's get that going yeah loving it man absolutely loving yeah. it and then secondly um where did you purchase that beautifully red suit i mean sean could pull it off a lot better than i could because he's dark hair but i mean yeah. i'm ginger so i mean realistically i would probably <laughs> wouldn't what do you say snooker completely fucking snooker <laughs> excuse uh, uh, you're looking very slick my friend you know thank you very much i wasn't sure about it because like, I, I never really wear red but i thought Nah, we're going to try it. I got it on, it was last summer, I got an ASOS. And uh, it was only, it was only like £40 or something. It was so I, cheap because people probably, who would want the ch- a chili red <laughs> suit? Like, do you know what I mean? But I just said that. I want to just do something different. I want to do something weird. So I'm glad you like it. Is it, <laughs> is it, is it still hanging up in the wardrobe for when the inevitable gigs may return? <laughs> <laughs> it is hanging up in the wardrobe. And I'll tell you something funny, that on the photo shoot, there's one time I'm wearing that suit and I'm like out, out in the woods yeah. and uh, I was wearing it and I, <laughs> I was on this log and so like because I'm short-sighted sometimes on photo shoots I'll wear contacts but on that day didn't have contacts so I just took the glasses off <laughs> and I was like this is good this is a good idea and it was like deep autumn at this time so there's like all these trees with moss on them yeah yeah on, on like the floor of the forest and stuff so I stand on one give it all up doing all the poses and it's like when you fall and like your brain kind of like goes in slow motion. I literally <laughs> slipped and I fell. I fell on my wrist, right? Oh, uh, and I thought that was like, oh, this is gonna be done. This is gonna be broken. It was totally fine, but like the suit was it, like absorbed it. It was just like moss <laughs> all this suit. And it's actually, I think it's it's hanging in the world. I think it still has that moss stain on it. I haven't bothered to get it cleaned. I'm just like, yeah. okay. It'll come out at some point, hopefully. Yeah, you're like, it will stay there forever for protecting my beautiful (laughs) (laughs) 
it's a mark. It's a testament to how good the suit is. Yeah, I mean, if ASOS needs somebody to publicly come out and say how great their clothing line is, you know what I mean? They can I mean, give you a shout, sponsor this podcast, <laughs> and realistically, you know. This yes. Of my career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another track um, that I think you released in earlier this year, 2021, was uh, Shameless. Yes. Talked about sort of uh, Demon Albarn and the Gorilla sort of influences. I think yeah. you can definitely sort of see those in that track. Um, yeah. What where did where, what was sort of behind this one? That one was one that I started a while ago too. I think it was a couple of years ago, and it was just because like I'm I'm terrible with like music theory and stuff. So one time my friend was like, "Right, just write a song in the key of C," and I was all, "What the fuck's that? I'm like, what is? <laughs> I don't know how to do that." And so I looked it up, and I was just doing the chords are like C major F. A minor and E, E minor, I think. And so I was just kind of doing like the picking pattern. I thought this sounds like, I don't know, like a Damon album solo song or something. So I just sort of like sang with that sort of um, telephone effect. And it just sort of took on this um, dreamy kind of quality. I think in my head it was kind of just about, and this is before like lockdown, it was just sort of about sitting, you know, in your room thinking about like the past. This is about like nostalgia and stuff. Mm. But like, a lot of people ask me like they read the lyrics and they're like so what does that really mean and i'm just like well what do you think it means because to be perfectly honest it's one of those ones where like i didn't really think about it it just sort of came out um but the instrumentation that very much yeah was just inspired by like gorillas know the the acoustic guitar meets sort of like the beats sort of thing i really like that yeah and you also had another video for this track and it's you sort of hovering around a, a phone booth i assume somewhere yes right? yes yeah um wait for a, the call of course yes exactly wait for the call it just never came yeah um, oh. that, <laughs> that was uh filmed by um my friend also called rory rory mcguire visuals plug plug him we shout out to him uh, he's yeah it was his first time shooting a music video and he was like oh this is gonna be crap this is gonna be crap obviously it's not and um we that in back in February, start of February, so it was just like the phone booth and then down um, under the side of Foil Bridge because the graffiti just looked really cool. Mm-hmm. And then there's a shot at the end with a train going past. Yeah. And we had we had the time that because we did it the first time and the train front was fucking early. It was five minutes early, so we were like sitting straight and we're all, what's that sound? It's like, it's a fucking train. Look cool, look cool, look cool. And then that comes past and we're like, no, we fucked that. So we had to wait for like, Fucking half an hour for the next train to stand about. <laughs> this will look good, but like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how it came out. Okay, yeah, <laughs> stand about for half an hour. Fuck, you didn't even bring a can with you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's the art. That's well, that's it. You know, commitment to the cause and all that. Like, you know, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure as well. The train is much more stylish, and that if you film, if you're filming the same video in, you know, somewhere in like. Tyrone, where there are no trains, you know, the visual of the 273 going past in the background wasn't <laughs> just wasn't of the same. Uh, I wouldn't quite know, like a white or like a tractor going behind me, <laughs> and standing like that there. Wouldn't be really, wouldn't fit the visuals. I know. We've <laughs> talked about your like, you know, divergent sort of styles of music. I totally think you could give Derek Ryan or whoever a run for the money if you want. <laughs> <Dang. laughs> I might just, it's good, good, uh, good target audience in that country music, isn't there? Uh, yeah. Good, uh, Always cast the net, my friend. You know, always cast the net and see. You know, um, so like your most recent single, um, was out in April there, um, by a thread hanging on, um. Yes. So, what was your headspace in terms of in terms of this tune? 
Well, that was another one again. I wrote, I started writing about a year and a half ago, and it was just sort of like these synthesis that you hear in the course, but they were just the start, and it was like that kind of Tame Impala kind of thing. I was just messing about the logic. Some of them start that way, or I'm just fucking about, and I go, oh shit, there's a song here. I have to make this new song. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. It's almost like that's what I love to do. But like, uh, <laughs> it's lyric wise, it was just. Again, it was just, um, like, I, I moan about social media so much all the time, like, in my songs and stuff, and it was kind of about that, um, um, you know, that I reset my soul, kind of like like the way you reset the computer and stuff, because, like, I feel like the amount, if you spend so much time on social media and scroll and stuff, your head kind of just turns into soup, and, like, it just yeah. makes you sort of forget who you are. But then I put that, I was going to put it out last year, and I'm glad I didn't because it sounded like shit. So I did <laughs> give it another year, beefed it up a bit, and then I put it out now. So it, the lyrics were written before lockdown, but it's another one of those ones that sounds kind of like, oh, I wrote it about lockdown because it was like, uh, so much has changed, but not much is better than I'd hoped, which basically sums up the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. If you'd said to yourself three years ago, oh, life's going to be so different in a few years, and you're like, oh, hi, and you're like, well, you can't leave a fucking house. <laughs> Okay, that's kind of like the vibe um, of the song, basically. But uh, originally, it was about just hating um, social media. Fair, fair, yeah. very fair, very true. We all do tech goes to just really fucking hating social media, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stuff. Yeah. Um, so that was your most recent release. Um, that was April time. What is the plan, sort of, going forward? Because obviously, you've been pretty as you said, you sort of released EP and roughly a, a single every, every month or every other month. Is yeah. it going to keep on that sort of tempo or do you rein it in or go for an album or what's the plan? Um, I might rein in a little bit, seeing as I think the world's going to open up a bit, hopefully for good this time. The um, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to try and, um, you know, put a bit more effort of my efforts into like practicing and getting ready for life and stuff like that. But, I'll always be, I always like to try and put out music every, at least every couple of months. But in terms of right now, I'm announcing a new EP. Um, so that's, that'll be Friday in the past. I'm making this really confused. Yeah, so in the end of June, 25th of June, I'll have a new EP coming out um, with another five songs, but one of them is um, By A Thread. So that'll be one of them. Right. And then that'll be June, and that'll probably do me for like the whole summer because I've been working on it for about six months or so. And I'm just at the spare time, like, I need a little break. Yeah, I'm just over mixing the fuck out of all of this. <laughs> <laughs> and what do we expect from um, you know, the new work that's coming? Um, well, for most of it, um, I keep getting 80s comparisons of my music, I'd be surprised if. I keep getting those. If I think I do this, I'll just have to resign myself to the fact that I sound like fucking pet job boys. But um, <laughs> um, just branching out, like um, there's songs that are kind of like it's not like the verse, chorus, verse, chorus structures. Like they'll have a little intro and then it shifts completely. And there's bits that sound kind of like the strokes, which is different from me because I haven't really done anything like that. And then there's almost kind of like disco parts. Like I was listening to a lot of um random uh, random access memories by that punk and kind of that kind of like kind of disco bit that's in there and then that's where i'm kind of like it's been described to people 
but by people to me is like this sort of like speak rap and not like actual rap but it's kind of like that sort of it's between singing and talking almost yeah and there's bits of that over like sort of like fluttering pianos so, it's a lot of different stuff there'll hopefully be something <laughs> uh one song at least someone will like on it but i just wanted to push the road and just yeah whatever i was feeling at the time <laughs> Brilliant. I did. I did have this mental image uh, when you were talking there. There's like a disco thing of you just like coming through the middle of your living or your living room in or your yeah in the red seat of course in the bedroom. You know that is the new video idea. <laughs> <laughs> I want to credit it on that, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and then you mentioned there about live gigs. So I assume, obviously, if you know Kid Apollo sort of properly kicked off March 2020. I have you, you were saying about you were involved in some other bands I, so I, you, I presumably you performed live with them but I assume you haven't yet per, done a live performance at Kid Apollo no it's Kid Apollo as far as I've gone with Kid Apollo was just like playing tracks and uploading it to YouTube and stuff just to show that hello I'm here I, I can play but I haven't unfortunately been in front of an audience I mean because of you know life yeah and I suppose one maybe is there anywhere in particular like is there any do you have any sort of favorite venue that you would like to sort of debut these sort of solo tunes mm. you worked on? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of desperate. I'll just take anything. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Jack's got a big enough back room in his. Yeah. <laughs> I, I um I don't I haven't actually thought of one particular because I just kind of at this stage I will can't take anything because yeah. like it's just so dry. But I love the I always have this image of just performing in like a big fuck off field somewhere you know what I mean yeah. just those in the summer then this time of year just I yeah. love that but honestly by the time things come back around and all the big bands get sorted for me it'll be like fucking 2022 so we'll so we'll cross that bridge when we come to it oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully you get started in summer, you know it was what did, yeah. you, what did you say something like you, you'll take anything you're not fussy that's usually my just general thing in life isn't yeah, it excuse yeah. really mm-hmm. surprised you didn't get a dig at me there no so I wanted, you, know. I thought, <laughs> you know essentially like it weird but cool to have that sort of like a mini sort of career as you say and that kid apollo started during lockdown nearly and then to finally sort of bring that out to people that yeah it'll, it'll be kind of strange because i'll just have heard these songs as like just studio creations for so long and then one day I'm going to have to figure out how the fuck to bring them life. <laughs> Me putting in all these layers of sun sounds like, hmm, how is that going to work? As well, you I'm say, sure. cross the for that's a later problem. So. Yeah. yeah, we'll get that there at some point. I suppose one more before we wrap up. Yeah. Good um, shout, good, yes. Um, so you touched on it briefly earlier. So other than your, you know, myriad of wonderful, wonderful chains, you're also sort of work as a freelance writer. Um, yeah. Is that something, I don't know, what you want what you want to say or what you can't say, but like what sort of stuff is that in? And is that something you do as a hobby as well? Is it like creative writing stuff that you work on or is it just sort of a job? Um, years ago, it used to be like creative writing as a hobby as well. I kind of like started off doing that and I realized I don't know if I have the patience for being a writer and then music kind of took over. But um, I was always good at like English and stuff in, in school um, and words and all that. Uh, so... It's not so much a hobby anymore, but it is sort of just my my income. It's just like sort of, you'd be surprised at the amount of people out there these days who like have blogs and stuff, but don't write all the stuff themselves. Like they can't string a fucking sentence together and right. they kind of just need people to sort of tighten it up a bit because I'm kind of picky with like grammar and stuff. So okay. um, it's kind of mad that like I sit here and get paid for doing that or like ghostwriting stuff for people. It's, yeah, it's the... 
it's just, it's interesting. I don't know if I want to do it my whole life. I'd love to just have music be as everyone would love to have music be the full time thing. But like, it's it beats working in in retail. Very true, very true. And but now I just realised that I've got somebody finally found somebody Sean to edit and uh, my erotic memoirs. Uh, so oh, there uh, we go. Plenty <laughs> of experience in that. <laughs> so uh, is there know. is there hazard pay for that job? <laughs> <laughs> Don't need it. <laughs> Maybe a hazard. Pay. No, I was going to say something else, but I'm not even going <laughs> to. Simply on Jack. Yeah. So look, we do uh, as we sort of draw to a close of the interview. We do usually ask whoever we have on um, a few sort of quick Spitfire questions, just just to really gauge them and feel them out as a person of what they are. You know. So the first question that we ask usually is. If you were a drink, alcohol, or otherwise, what would you be? Sean, what would I be? The running example is that Jack is a pint of Guinness for two reasons. He's either a pint of Guinness because um, he's an acquired taste and people pretend they like him when they really don't. Um, oh, <laughs> I know. Dick, I know. <laughs> uh, which we cannot take credit for. Um, anybody who has listened will know that Susie Blue a few weeks ago introduced this fantastic example. Mm. That Jack is a pint of Guinness. What is it? Because all the Americans want to go or take you for a ride or <laughs> we'll go with the second one, sure. We'll go with whatever. Do you know what I mean? I'm, you know, yeah. Been a very cry. Lot. <laughs> it's when the cameras are off, you're just like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Yeah, so what drink would you be, alcoholic or otherwise? Fuck it. I'd probably be some stupid cocktail or something. Like I'm not a. I wouldn't be like a, a manly beer drink. I'd probably just be like, I don't know. A porn star martini, an espresso martini. Uh... That makes me sound too cool. Like, sometimes it makes me sound cooler than I am. I'd probably be like a Long Island iced tea, the ones that they do down in um, down in Derry. Shout out to Martha's Vineyard that makes lethal, literally lethal uh, Long Island. <laughs> uh, you do three or four of them and then you try and bowl and you're like, fuck, the ball's not <laughs> playing. Probably one lane, just totally... Months, yeah. Do love an long and nice The Empire doesn't like the which is the joke. Holy fuck! You fucking caught them saying that. There we go. Um. So the next one, excuse. Oh, I'm the next one. Mm. Uh, yeah. So question two: If you could have any superpower, what would it be, and why would you have it? It's always even make up either power film. Yeah. Oh, I think. Well, for me, it's always been like two between two classics: either invisibility or stopping time. It's always one they are because just how handy would it be? Just you know, if you know, fucking boss is about to hit someone, you're just like, oh, instant superhero, and yeah, just yeah. And save them. I love the way you went to oh, saving lives. Uh, you know, when somebody says stopping time or invisibility, I'm just like, I'm head creepy. <laughs> because uh, if I led, I had to make very quickly sure that no one would think it was creepy. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's just um. And you were like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. That'll be handy. But um, um, I'm gonna go away just freezing time because it would just be fucking handy sometimes, wouldn't it? Oh, just like I need a fucking breather here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And Bernard's watch. And that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bernard wasn't creepy, I don't think. Was he? I, I, you know what? Realistically, I don't know. However, I do. There's one episode that sticks out in my head where. Um, you know, I think he's lost the watch or something, and he meets some type of conductor who also has the same watch. Oh, yeah. And I was just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <And I> was... <laughs> we're aficionados and birds watch over. Had to meet someone at some stage in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just always wondered, like I only, only ever thought it was Bernard that had watched, but there's obviously funny growing. Somebody must have given the watch though. 
He found it under a like a under a fucking rainbow or something. You know? Did he? I don't know. I I'm fucking I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a rich mythology to Bernard watch. Um. So this is a question that we added in a few weeks ago. Hotly debated. Hotly debated because Sean is wrong. Um. And Sean talks shit. Um. So if you were a crisp sandwich, um, if you were to make a crisp yeah, if you're way to make a crisp sandwich. Uh, you know, we want to know bread. We want to know what crisps. We want to know um, whether butter, non-butter, mayo, sauce, crust sauce are on. I mean, what's the what's the crisp? Or or maybe you're just one of these weird people who don't like crisp sandwiches. Do you know what I mean? Um, no, I'm bit, no, I'm not that much of a weirdo. I do enjoy <laughs> a good crisp sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is my own take. I'm probably wrong too, but this is just my opinion. <laughs> um, okay, so bread. We're mm. going to go brown, no white. Come on, look after, look after your inside. Look out, oil cancer's on the rise, right? We're going to go for, no, we're going to go for brown, right? Uh, we're going to go for, now that Hovis have stopped their strike, we're going to go for Hovis. What I think it's like, Gosling Barton, what's the name? Malt, wheat, something. It's, it's the kind Probably of brown. Green or something, no? So, yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the blue one, medium sliced, right? Ooh. We're going to get two of them, right? Crust on, because I don't have the patience. I just don't have the patience uh, yeah, yeah. to cut it off. Yeah, you're not a child um, either. I always think not, exactly. job, like a fucking child here. Come on, you know. Butter, probably golden cow, with standard. Um, choice of crisps. No, I probably these days I'm addicted to Walker's uh, chili sensation with Thai sweet chili. Wow. Oh, okay. They're very nice. Right. They're, right. they're very nice. They get the right sometimes you get bags and it tastes a bit burnt and all right. But if you get those that are just right, yeah. Some stuff. Okay. Yeah, put them in, and then you can either decide. I don't know if this is something you've discussed. You can either decide to get the two loaves of bread and put like an actual sandwich, or you can do the thing where you get a slice each and kind of just fold it down on itself, just for like a something different. Oh, so like, yeah. so if this is a slice, you just fold it down like that there. Almost. You just fold it down and kind of just squish it, and then oh, that's, yeah, okay. you know what I mean. So just it's just a different kind of texture. Or if you're going the other way, you can either cut it in triangles or cut it in rectangles, mm-hmm. whatever you prefer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, if you put in triangles, it's bigger time, you know. You know, you know. This is exa- exactly, it looks yeah, but yes. It, it looks bigger. Uh, I was thinking a triangle sandwich, if it's crisp, it falls out so much hollier. Well, no, that was a joke, Jack, it's not actually bigger because it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the physics. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why you do the thing where you can just get the one slice folded over and then yeah. it won't fall, fall out. It only falls out from one end then. Mm. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, is that? Is, I think that's have I covered all the bases? I think you've covered uh, all the bases. Yeah, that the suit yeah. is throwing me so uh, much. You, you found a middle ground because there was there was rows here a few uh, maybe a month ago now. Yeah, around that being incorrect about Sean being a liar you know, and talking utter shite. As a big advocate for smoky dick is all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, Our next question: You will not be having any tato cheese and onion beforehand, right? If you were to go on a date with anyone, living or dead, um, who would it be and why? This is assuming they came back alive. That, yeah. That's so it wouldn't be their dead corpse. I would <laughs> not know it down. <laughs> that's so that's so difficult because like what is it is the aim just so you can uh, ship them or do you want or do you want to get to know them or like what? I mean, I mean, okay. First of all, there can be riding after it. Like, I mean, we can't, like <laughs> I mean, yeah, consensual <laughs> sex after it, that's completely fine. I mean, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna not let just you know go at it. Uh, yeah. But it could be. It could be a case where it doesn't, it doesn't, well, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't um, have to be romantic. It doesn't you know, have to be romantic. Just be out for a few drinks. Yeah, you know, see just, you know and... just see what happens. We'll have a few drinks and let loose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, no, I, I'm gonna. I think we'll go kind of um, go historical, but not too historical. Like I'm not gonna go with like, Queen Victoria. Well, anyway, he be sh- he would be shit crack. All you want to do is just kill people. I'm not. That's boring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> could I? Right? Can I? Um, I might be breaking the system. Could I pick one of each? gender but not specifically to 
you know, go the whole way, but just do like Jackie, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like that. Uh, well, you're gonna like, oh, you're gonna like, okay. Okay. Is that, is that well, allowed? I'm asking, I'm asking. Yeah, no problem. You're completely whatever. So, so, right. So, for woman, probably Marilyn Monroe. Of course, no, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, Who was better? Who was better, Bobby or John? <laughs> See, this is that. Yeah, I want to ask the questions. You know what I mean? Um, just because I know people back then, they just look, they seem more interesting. I don't know if they were. It might not be. It might be just how they come across. But like, um, she's definitely an interesting one. And someone, man, who think I died too young, James Dean. Mm. You know what I mean? Because if you just decided after a few many drinks, you might swing all the way. He's a good looking man. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's I would go for the the forties, fifties type okay, um, people. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I just completely fucked the system there. But you know, no, it's, 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 there to be fucked. I mean, yeah, realistically, <laughs> no, 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 I mean, the rooms are there to be broken and such things. Um, yeah. and excuse, who's who's is who? I can't even remember who asked the dating question. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me this evening. This is a fucking <laughs> this is up the left. Uh, so the final question is: If everyone was to go back to normality with a click of these fucking fingers. Bang, you know, or normality, no more lockdown, social distancing, masks, COVID vaccines, and all that shit. What would you do? What would the first thing you'd do? Concert. Mm, Probably. Or anywhere in particular? As I said earlier, I'm just in the mood right now because I feel like we've been deprived of like nice warm weather and that kind of atmosphere for a long time. I would just go like to like a festival anywhere, literally anywhere. It's a big field, just warm, warm weather, big crowd of people. Um, act would be. I don't know anyone really. I'm not. I'm literally so de- I'm so desperate at the minute. Um, but fuck it, we'll just say I don't know grills, tame impala or something. Someone's just like atmosphere vibes. You know what I mean? I take anything. I know. I know. I know. We're we're definitely both in the same boat, excuse me. You know what I mean? Without a shadow of a doubt. So I suppose you come to the natural conclusion. Um, would you like to tell everybody and anybody and um, where they can find Kid Apollo, but do not give your man dad's house address because we would not be responsible <laughs> for that shit. <laughs> in the general dairy area. Um, you can find all my stuff on I'm mostly posting Instagram, uh underscore kid Apollo. Pretty sure that's it. And then my music is on Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, all under Kilopal. Um, there's a couple of people under there as the same name, but just you'll, you'll see me. You'll see me. Um, yeah. And the usual social media haunts. Uh-huh. And the EP is called what? And the site went? I didn't even, I don't think I even said the name. The EP is called Aquarius, but I'm not an Aquarius. I'm a Leo. I'm just... I just want, I just like the name. I'm not holding it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so it's called Aquarius. It'll be out on Friday, the 25th of June this year. And is there any sort of videos or singles going out alongside that? Or? There will be. Oh, a, okay, 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 okay. Don't uh, uh, <laughs> you'll just have to follow me on social yeah, media yeah. and see. <laughs> But yeah, no, thank you, Kid Apollo. Fantastic, fantastic interview. Great chat. If you want to um, find us, you can listen to this podcast and all the other ones and the film clubs and all such things on whatever podcast platform you're listening on, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, YouTube eventually. And for some reason, uh, a pilot, a, a weird uh, audio course website has our podcast on it. Don't know what it's called, but yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found that. I thought I assume it must pull through from Apple Podcast. Some website that can't remember the name of that does like courses and like editing and stuff, but we don't, we will teach you nothing. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us in all those places and uh, find us on Instagram, search you ain't heard nothing yet, Facebook, you ain't heard nothing yet, 
and uh, check out the blog, The Projectionist. And that's everything. Uh, wonderful Kid Apollo. Check him out in all those places. Keep an eye out for the EP. And that was Kid Apollo. And you've been listening to... You ain't heard nothing yet.